The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Gord Steinke. Hey, nice to see you, Jaylen. Hey, nice to have you in. Yeah, this is a very nice uh, getting towards the end of the week here, heading into the long weekend. Mm-hmm. And everybody's making plans. You can see it. You can almost smell it. It's right there. <laughs> yeah. Kept thinking to myself when I woke up this morning. Didn't sleep well last night. Uh, had a little anxiety last night for some reason, which oh, really? I deal with and ended up downstairs on the couch. Huh. Uh, woke up this morning like, yeah, it's Friday. No, it's not. It's Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was Friday. Oh, well, well, that's funny. I had a bad night, too. I've been sleeping like a lot. But I, I had a, a nightmare, and I just—it's funny you mentioned that. I just thought of this, and I hope she's all right. But uh, I guess I, I, I hit Deb pretty hard in the head. My head, my arm flailed out. Oh my out. goodness! Yeah, it was like a Cossack on horseback. He'd already cut one thumb off, and he was coming at me on his horse, and I was trying to punch him in the. And I unfortunately, yeah, yeah. I told her it's kind of her fault. She'd turned over at the wrong time. I said, so your head got in the way of me flailing. But that things like that happen. That doesn't happen to me very often. Well, but thank goodness, thank oh, goodness for Deb. Terrifying. Yeah, she doesn't have a black eye or anything. <laughs> we, uh, uh, Jim, my, my husband, has had a, a couple of dreams. A kick out, kind of? Uh, well, no, it's not even that, but he had a dream one night that there were bugs crawling out of the pillows, and yeah. he's he's still in his dream, like, and he's, I wake up to him trying to pull the pillow out from underneath oh. my head. I'm like, so it's a nightmare. You, it's almost like a night terror or yeah, something terror. like that. And I said to him, what do you say? And he's still like sleep. He's in that daze and he says, bugs, there's bugs. And I'm like, honey, Wake you're up. sleeping, right? But oh. it's interesting. It is. That sort of stuff. Did you ever have a, a sleepwalker in your family or anything like well, that? Well, I, I know when I was a kid, I used to sleepwalk. I'd wake up in the hallway carrying my pillow or something. And the parents would, would say, you know, you know, wake up. And they'd wake you up yeah. gently and send you back to bed. But I haven't had anything like that last night. I don't know if maybe it's just a change in temperature. Or maybe someone said he should take... I took some melatonin. Oh. Would that do it? <laughs> that I don't would know. do it. Melatonin gives you crazy dreams. If you're not used to it? Yeah. Oh, this was terrifying. Yeah. Like it was some kind of a Russian Cossack and he was after me with a then sword. Then you wake and, up and your heart's yeah. racing. Then you lay there and think, what the heck? I'll never get back to sleep. Yeah. But it was fine for the rest of the night. I don't know anybody who has, uh, has been a sleepwalker. I've seen um, <laughs> I've seen people get up and, and walk about not knowing what they were doing, but right. I think it had more to do with the amount. This was in college, oh, right? This more was in college. Than, more to do with night of party. Uh, yeah, that yeah. sort of thing. And and and, but that's been a you know very very long time. But I, I bet you there's like incredible stories out there of, of oh, people yeah. getting up and and doing eating, the eating and not and remembering things. Isn't and that crazy? It's kind of frightening how our brain works, and we don't even know how it works. But that must be the other yeah. percentage of it. I know my mom's got stories of well, not stories. She uh, when she visits, sometimes she you hear a thump and she's falling out of bed and she was kind of flailing around yeah. in some dream and. You're, you could hurt yourself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, geez. But those ones that you just kind of sit straight up out of bed. And like, <gasps> yeah. Oh. You don't know where those come from. No. No. Anyway, Some you, deep, dark recess of the brain, yeah. right? Or maybe, yeah, maybe you're right. You shouldn't be taking these mel- melatonin Melato- or, or taking or watching scary movies before you go to bed. <laughs> Someone also said pizza. Pizza before bed can give you pizza dreams. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't mind dreaming about eating pizza. That's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Did you get back to sleep at least? I did. I did uh, fall back asleep and uh, yeah, alarm went good. off at seven thirty and it was good to go. So, oh, that's but good. just sleeping on the couch, it's yeah. You know, oh, I'm yeah. finding that um, you know, and I and I, my my husband, I think he's still in school right now. I very much um, 
sometimes would like those beds that... Um, Oh yeah, one goes up, one, one goes up, goes one goes down. Yep. You know that sort of stuff, so you can control your own right you angles have one of those? and stuff. No, I want. I would love one, one of them. <laughs> I would love one of them, and I can also understand why um, some couples do uh, separate beds. Separate, be- separate beds, maybe in the same room, or separate beds in you know different rooms, like they did in the old sitcoms, like Dick yeah, Van Dyke. exactly. You never saw him sleeping in the same because um, I'm a snorer, and you know, you know, bless his. Patience. Um, I'm the snorer in the family, and um, does he, he use earplugs? No, he doesn't. He just he he tries to wake me up if it's really bad, and then he'll you know flip back over and try to go to sleep. Most of the time, he says it's not too bad. But if he's snoring and he snores very very rarely, it to me is like a freight train. Like I, I need very quiet. <laughs> but I can understand why. Oh yeah, um, for sure. Why more and more couples are doing that, and I know Chedville has said for a lot of them, it's it's saved their marriage. Well, absolutely, and you. You know what? As you get older, I don't even think you have to be that old. No, just getting a good night's sleep oh. is the most. Isn't that the most important thing? Yeah, it it, it, it affects how you interact with other people mm-hmm. and how you perform your job. And yeah, my grandma and grandpa, grandma and grandpa and I, um, at the staff house where they lived for so many years in Lindsay, Ontario, right beside the uh, the water tower, um, they had they slept in the same room. Yeah, separate beds. Yeah. My grandma right? and grandpa did the same and thing. And we'd come in and we'd bring their tea and cookies yeah. and here you'd go. And yeah, that was... Uh, I don't think there's anything weird about that at all. I don't, but I think there are some people that do think that there's something weird. And I think that sometimes with couples, they're like, oh, well, you know, it means that we're not, you know, as close or in love or is, you know, attra- all of those yeah. things. But no, at the end of it all... Good sleep was good sleep. Well, it is, and I sure hope I don't reach out flailing ever again because I'm going to be going to. She'll be duct taping my my hands to my sides, <laughs> or I'll, yeah, or I'll be in the other room. You will be in the other room, yeah. Yeah. Um, you had a breakthrough with your hummingbirds. Oh my God! I can't thank your listeners on Ched Nation enough. All the yeah. Uh, now I can't get rid of them. I got so many hummingbirds in my backyard. They're just darting all over the place. Yeah, so it's like a bird l- sanctuary. And then the trick was what one of your listeners said, or maybe you said I it. I told you to clean the water. Clean the water. So that's what I did, or Deb did. She, she was listening. Yeah. And so she went out immediately. By the time I got home, there was all kinds of hummingbirds. Yeah. So yeah, change the water, and we're doing it regular now. Yeah, once like a week. once a week. Yeah, and put in the sugar, and then, and then oh man, there's hummingbirds all over the place. Wait, Almost right, too many. And, and right now, they're I'm just getting ready them. for the migration, yeah. right? They'll, they'll head out here in the next little while. Yeah, they're, they're kind of boring now. So no, they're never many. boring. No, I'm just kidding. I just sit there for ages and watch them. Oh, they're amazing. They're flying in and out of the trees. I think they're making a nest now over mm. by, we had a cedar right by the back door. They seem to be going in and out of there, so I don't know if they're making a mess, nest. Maybe they've always been there. They might have been. Like, the nests are very, very tiny. Yeah. It's very cool, though. I wonder what a baby hummingbird looks like. I've never seen a baby, baby hummingbird. Like a thumb, thimble or something. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to Google that. Yeah. But thank you, Chadville. Yeah, thanks so much for that. It was uh, instant uh, bird sanctuary in my backyard. <laughs> just a couple of good tips. You haven't had any other critters walking through the backyard lately? Not really. Mainly, it's just been, we've got a lot of beautiful birds this time of year. Nice. Chickadees to warblers to, and big, appellated woodpeckers. Nice. Yeah. The big red face, right? Yeah, except they're sitting, I've got this wooden pine, what do you call it, wooden pine swing? Yes. You, you know, fairly uh, lodgepole <laughs> yeah. pine, kind of. 
And unfortunately, the, the pileated woodpeckers are starting to eat it or peck, yeah, from the yeah. top down. So I've shellacked it on top, and that's yeah. kind of keeping them away. But uh, Coach uh, went to the gym early the other day and left the garage door open. And when I was leaving to go to work, I go into the garage, and there's a, a little sparrow hmm. fluttering about that got in there. And of course, I, I love birds, and now I'm like, I can't leave. I can't leave and leave the garage door open. No, right. And I can't leave with this bird still in there. So. I'm trying to get him out. He's on the big garage door opener. Then he's up on the on some of the the wires or piping that goes up across the top. So yeah. I gra- so I grabbed the uh, <laughs> uh, you know snow brush, yeah, like the scraper end, and tried to get him to move Just to chase him it. out. And he moved over. And at that point, so we opened. I opened the man door of the garage. I opened. We have a little garage door open. A dope, uh, open them all. Yeah, and. He didn't of, want to leave. No, he didn't want to leave, but he was scared and he was making little noises. And so finally, I just kind of touched him right on the bottom where I could get him. And I ducked. And I think he went out the man door because I couldn't find him anywhere. Yeah, you don't want him in your hair. No. Oh, yeah. gosh, you'd never get out of there. He yeah. might think that that's a nest. <laughs> but then when Coach came home, I said, you have to check. Make sure he didn't fall in any of the boxes up there. But he must have gotten out. Yeah. But we had a hummingbird come in, a hummingbird come in the house last summer. Oh, wow. You'd never get rid of that. It'd be well, impossible we did. To get. We did because it ended up getting up on the blinds in the kitchen and it tries to go to the light, tries mm. to go to the outside. And Jim's screaming for me and I'd come downstairs and he's like, what? I said, what's going on? He says, there's a hummingbird. And of course, we have a bird dog. Mm-hmm. Brittany Spaniels are pointers. They're bird dogs. So pointing at the hummingbird? So he, he's losing his mind. <laughs> and uh, so quickly I Google what to do. And they said, well, find something soft. And for some reason, my shirt was on the kitchen table. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what it was. And I picked it up and I handed it to Jim. And so he just kind of touched the bottom of the shirt and we he sat down on it and we took it outside the, out the door and it took off. Wow, that must be like a Guinness World Record. You caught a hummingbird. I mean, I can't <laughs> hardly see these things when they fly by. There are stories though, and you'll have to Google it. This summer, there was a story at the beginning of uh, the summer about a fellow down in the States that he's positive that this same hummingbird has come back for a number of years. The hummingbird will actually land on its hand and, and feed out of its hand. Oh, so you can tame them a bit. Huh. I don't know. Well, you know what? Your story... It always seemed very skittish to me. Yeah. Is there a... There's, is it an old wives' tale or there's there's some superstition that you should never have a bird in your house? Because uh, I remember Deb told me that once. One, I was at work and we've got this... You've been in at the... Yeah. What we call an oak room. Yeah. With a stone fireplace yeah. in there. It's a library. And I guess I hadn't shut the damper and she said, there's a woodpecker in our oak room, oh. which is sense took off. We started to get panicked with that. You don't want that in a room made entirely of wood. But I came, when I when I came home, I was like, Woody Woodpecker in your oak room. Came home and, and I, we didn't know what to do. It was fluttering. It was big, the donated yeah. one. It's like a turkey in your yeah. house. But I took a fishing, I went out to the garage, got my fishing net, and were able to to catch it in that. And the then did net. you have troubles getting it out of the fishing Not net, Not really, though? no. Just took it out and gently took it out and let it go. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so I kept the damper closed ever Absolutely. since. Absolutely. I think that there is an old wives' tale about it being bad uh, luck, to have bad a bird luck in your house. or a premonition of death. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to Google that one, but yeah. Uh. Yeah, I don't th- yeah, there's all kinds of weird things. You believe in that kind of superstition, but anyway, awesome. I wanted to get it out, not because I was superstitious, just I didn't want holes in my oak. You don't. You, who wants a woodpecker in in your in, oak room? In your, lo- in your oak room, no, right? Right. No, it's no. Not happen. But I think that that's going to be the title of your next book. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are reading all about uh, hummingbirds. hummingbirds and their meanings and that sort of stuff. And I had remembered talking about uh, when I was down uh, in one of the trips to Mexico. It was about a 
something about um, souls of those who have passed in hummingbirds. But hummingbirds have, you know, great mystical mm, you know, beliefs all the way yeah. uh, around them. Someone, a number of you are texting and said, Jay, um, <laughs> there's um, Google wearable hummingbird feeder. Wearable. Wearable. You wear it on your chest. So, well, no, your... like so, it's like a big mask. It almost looks like a welder's mask. You know, the big <laughs> thing, and it's got and and you, they'll come right up to your face and they'll feed like right out of a hole in your nose. Wow, you don't want to do that while you're driving. <laughs> you, but don't do that on your motorcycle helmet. <laughs> Can you imagine sitting in the backyard? Yeah, that would be quite a sight. Um, my parents always swore uh, that the fact if a sparrow is looking in your window or heaven forbid gets in your house that a family member would die it always seemed to come true as well i googled it once and it actually said that sparrows are soul snatchers yikes wow oh my gosh um saw a documentary in hummingbirds where they filled five different feeders on five different days and the hummingbirds learned which feeder to feed off each day so not to waste energy Wow. So, and, and weren't you saying that some people have tamed them? You can actually get them, you're saying, to get them well, eat out of your hand? Yeah. It seems unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. It seems so wild to me. Yeah, and that's it, right? Yeah. So, just uh, love them, but yeah. anyway. No, nothing about a bird in a house being bad luck. Well, some of them are saying, yeah, yeah. that there is. Um, the tale is if a bird hits your window, there will be a death shortly. And this other one about the sparrow, but... That's yeah, a bunch of anyway, witchcraft. So, that went out in the mid, mid, well, medieval times. And I think it all depends on, you know, which sort of... Are you listening? Are you believing the Celtic beliefs yeah, or right. British or German, whatever it is? I don't know what it is. So, yeah. anyway. Anyway, let's keep woodpeckers out of my open Keep, <laughs> keep the woodpeckers <laughs> out of your open <laughs> That is uh, without doubt. Um, I was reading a, a story today, and there's been two crazy stories yeah. in the news. Um, yesterday, there was a story about a woman who was doing extreme yoga. Oh, yeah. Off the side of a building and she fell like out on a balcony or something out on a balcony and she's kind of all flipped over on it oh no and she fell that's terrible she fell like 26 stories or something crazy like that she broke like a hundred bones in her body oh for heaven's sake they're saying that she won't walk for three years but she will be able to walk again but just because of how much um uh, damage she's done obviously and then there was a story Isn't today yoga hard enough just on your well, living room exactly. floor that Look you have to go out on the side of a building uh yoga extreme yoga and I'll show you the picture. She's hanging off the side of the balcony. Oh, my God. Yeah. And um, Have you ever done yoga, the hot yoga? Yes, I almost, I almost suffocated myself. Yeah. <laughs> so here she is. <laughs> well, hold on a second when it comes up here. Um, and she's kind of tilted off the side of this this thing. And, and she fell. fell. Well, she that's fell terrible. Well, sorry, no, 25 meters. That resulted in 110 broken bones. But first off, don't be doing yoga off the side of the balcony. No, if she hit the ground, she probably looked like a pretzel. Right? Yeah, that's and terrible. just kind of, yeah. And then there's another guy. Uh, today, there's a, a show called Love Island. Anyway, he just lost sight in one of his eyes because of a champagne cork. Oh. Someone, see, there she is. Look at her hanging over the side. So her head's down over the side. Well, that doesn't look make any sense at all. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so you feel bad <laughs> for her because she's well, I do for a little bit. injured but that badly. What is she doing? Yeah. So there's that. And then there's this guy who's, you know, whether he popped a champagne bottle or someone popped a champagne bottle and hit him in the eye. And his eye, they said, is pretty much split in half. He's got stitches Jesus. in there. <laughs> they said that they're going to pretty much, he, he'll lose sight in that eye. I suppose he's going to. Sue the champagne company. Well, he's an actor, uh, an act, a reality thing. It's Love yeah. Island. Uh, it was at a party in Ibiza. <laughs> right. Okay. But, and so we it start, wasn't the first bottle of champagne. No, right. no. So you start to think about 
the stupidest way you've hurt yourself. Oh, yeah. I can think of one. Chetville, the stupidest way you've ever hurt yourself. Let me know because uh, we could have some fun with this today. Off the top of your head? The first thing that came to my mind, I don't know what grade I was in. I'm going to say six or seven. There, we're building a, a new house down, uh, just uh, grew up on, in Bell, on Bell Crescent in Saskatoon. Yep. So they went to Prince Philip. There was a, a big mound of dirt. The construction <laughs> company, had, you know, a big, they dug the hole mm-hmm. and there's a big mound of dirt. So one of the older guys, a friend of my, uh, a brother of a friend of mine, uh, he got up and he goes, uh, look at this. And he, he jumped off the top of this dirt, did a did a, a forward flip, landed on his feet, and kept walking up the back alley. And I went, that was cool. <laughs> so I scrambled up to the top, and I uh, said, okay, take a look at this. And I jumped off, and I did the flip in the air, but I didn't get on my feet. I landed flat on my back. You ever had the wind knocked out Yes. Of you? And I laid there for probably 15 minutes trying to get air back in my lungs. It was the stupidest thing I ever did. Well, just because he did it yeah. doesn't mean that you have to do it. Yeah, so that didn't work out too well. No, I remember um, actually a couple of years ago, uh, we were celebrating something in the backyard. And you talk about champagne corks and, mm-hmm. and that. And um, I was sabering the bottle. So, you know, you find the seam, you have a really yep. sharp knife and you... I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. right? Um, but for some for some reason, there was a little bit more of blowback Mm -hmm. and I actually felt like spray and kind of things like I I just felt it was very very close to causing massive damage to to my face and um, and it didn't thankfully Um, but when I was a kid was riding double on someone's bike okay I've got a story like that too isn't that that can be the worst and you know when you used to put um, cards in the spokes to make it mom's clothespin Yeah. Well, I was um, I was riding barefoot on the back seat of oh, this no. bike, and my foot became that card. That my card, foot gotcha. got stuck in there, ah. and I just tore all of the skin off the top of my foot. Yeah. When you look back at those those stupid How things, right? How did we survive right? as kids? I almost don't want to tell any more stories because if there's kids <laughs> watching, they might try it. But I remember riding double on my or on the handlebars, and my dad was pedaling down the back alley. Yeah. And I was on the handlebars, looking forward. Said having a you know real nice time and we're but he looked dad looked behind to see if my sister Jan was behind uh. us. He went around the corner. There was a log over it, and <laughs> down I went and I knocked me senseless. I don't. I woke up and there were, everybody's worried. My head's gushing. You know, eleven stitches later, you, you're in the and they, the parents felt terrible. Yeah. Oh right? yeah. I mean, you just feel like you you just feel terrible. The dumbest way you hurt yourself. Dean in Alberta says, uh, falling in love. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Jay, so I jumped a fence here on July 7th, landed funny, blew up my knee. I'm still waiting for surgery. Shortcuts don't save time. Oh, yeah, I still have a scar on my inner thigh from trying to get over a barbed wire fence in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yeah, careful, careful, careful there. Um, Sebastian says, hate to say it, I saw the video of this uh, yoga thing, and stupid is as stupid does. She was hanging off the edge of a building doing yoga. She doesn't deserve it, but she's an idiot. Yeah. No, exactly. And, uh... Just put I a dropped, trampoline uh, down below you or something. I dropped garden shears on my bare foot, managed to hit exactly on the right angle to slice it open in lots of blood. Oh, I bet you needed it. Uh, it reminds me, too. I stepped on a two-by-four and a rusty nail it, oh. hiking through some old old farmyard. And, uh, yeah, you got, I bet you had to have a tetanus shot, too. Yeah. That was worse than stepping on the nail. Worked with a guy in Thunder Bay, um... What was his name? Rick Smith. Rick Smith. He was the big voice guy, news guy. And if I remember correctly, he was cutting his uh, 
his lawn, and I don't know if he didn't have shoes on or what, but he ended up his foot in the lawnmower, oh. and just what a mangled mess that was. But when you think of yeah, like when yeah, you think, think of all about the it, nicks and gouges we have all over our body and scars and, and places where stitches were put in. I mean, the older you get, the more and of a road map it's, it is. And usually it's some dumbass sort of move, right? Yeah. It's my buddy Johnny Wilson. When I left my going away party from Thunder Bay when I was moving to Regina, I was in the backyard of a friend's house, and we built a fire in the backyard. Yeah. Johnny Wilson, who was a reporter at the uh, at the TV station, decided he wanted to uh, jump. He was up on the shed, and he's like, oh, I'll just jump and jump and roll through the fire. Kids don't do this. Yeah. Um, and so he did it one time. Okay, no problem. Did it a second time. Okay, no problem. Did it yeah. a third time. And guess what? It was a mess. Yeah. And um, he just had his underwear on, his under, like, just singed right off. Oh. He was burned. He had burns in places. Imagine that. Yeah. No. That uh, you would never want to have burns. And it's just like, you're just not what thinking. were we doing? I don't know. It's just amazing. Or, or even just standing up in the back of pickup trucks and driving around country roads and things, you know? Ah, <laughs> oh, the good old days. Yeah, the good old days. The good old days. It's uh, been No wonder that I have dreams where there's some guy on a horseback's <laughs> cutting my thumb off and I'm flailing when I sleep. <laughs> <laughs> it shows like this. Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. I'm traumatized. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. Hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.